Hello, and welcome to Pastor George's Bible Study. Today, thank you for the week. Um, thank you for the grace and strength you've given to each one of us uh, to uh, go through the week and uh, the things you've allowed us to experience and to be a blessing. Uh, we pray that our time spent together will be strengthening, encouraging, lead and guide us, give us ears to hear, hearts that's open to, to receive understanding, and uh, guide uh, uh, Akin as he brings your word, and that, you know, our hearts will be uh, ready to receive it. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Um, we, we've been talking about let me see if I can record this. Recording so, in progress. So we've been talking about um, prayer, and I just thought it good to emphasize a few points. I'm still on the matter of prayer. Um, and we will go back to that scripture. We, were, we studied it last week, part of it last week. Um, but we just want to tie a few things up on that on the matter of prayer and how Jesus prayed, and then we will look at other scriptures to support what Jesus did in Luke 22. So, if you open your Bibles to Luke chapter 22, um, this was before Jesus was arrested. Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. So, let me just read it from verse 39 down to 46. Luke 22, verse 39 to 46. Coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone throw. And he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him and being in agony he prayed more earnestly then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground when he arose from prayer and had come to his disciples he found them sleeping from sorrow then he said to them why do you sleep rise and pray lest you enter into temptation I'll stop there. So, like I said, still studying the matter of prayer and how we too can be challenged regarding our own prayer lives. Hence the reason why we are studying this. I don't know if we have listened, those of us that were here who listened to the recording, but we'll 
just highlight a few things. It might sound as if it's repetition. It's actually an opportunity to refresh our hearts on what God has been challenging us on. Okay. So, um, just bear with me. I just want to see if we can. Just hold on, please. And I remember we highlighted the point that at times we may need to step out, withdraw, so that we can pray effectively. Now, it doesn't mean that if you are in the midst of people, you can't pray. You can. But we saw Jesus. He did it regularly. The Bible said he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed. So Jesus withdrew regularly to pray. And I think it's something we should start doing ourselves if you have not been doing it. Just withdraw. There's no harm. It's not you are not feeling to it's not to feel spiritual and be proud about anything. No, it's just Jesus did it. And if Jesus did something, honestly, it's good we, we copy him. Because the Bible said he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed. So you notice that Jesus, it was his custom. To withdraw to pray. He wasn't just praying. This is not the first time he was praying. He did it regularly. So when the matter of um, the crucifixion, uh, he going to the cross came up, he did what he normally did. And I think it's a lesson for us too. That we should get accustomed to this kind of devotion. So that it's not when there's a big problem. Then you say, oh God, I'm going to withdraw seven days. And I will not eat. No. <laughs> it's like you are trying to jump a mountain all of a sudden when you've not taken a step. But Jesus was used to going to the mountain to pray. So it was nothing for him to also withdraw and say, let me take time out pray. And I think it's a good lesson for us to, to learn. Um, even as children, if God helps you and you start learning this to some extent in your life, honestly, it will be a blessing for everybody around you. So, I think it's good. That's a, a very first point. Just to highlight afresh, we talked about some of these things last week. And look at, and we mentioned last week in verse 40, the Bible said, He came to the place and He told His disciples, Pray that you may not enter into the pleasure. And I remember we said it last week that in order not to fall into temptation, our prayer lives must be vibrant. And I think we challenge ourselves that if the Son of God, the Lord Jesus, with all his great anointing, prayed and he made prayer a custom for his life, who are we not to pray? Jesus prayed, then we have no option but to pray. 
Jesus made it a lifestyle. We don't have any option but to make it a lifestyle. And look at it. See Jesus. See the issue of withdrawing in verse 41. The Bible said, He was withdrawn from them about a stone throw, and he knelt down and prayed. So, you see that Jesus brought disciples to pray with him. Even from those disciples, he withdrew to concentrate to pray. Can we just discuss? Why do you think Jesus withdrew from the disciples to pray? Let's discuss it. Probably to prevent, um, you know, distraction when you pray, George. Because when you pray, you need a lot of concentration. Because at times, if you have like uh, some people around, and if even uh, because I find that George, like if you are in uh, a heart of prayer and you have someone, you know, even whispering, I won't be able to concentrate properly. Mm-hmm. So probably just to prevent distraction and really concentrate on prayer. You see, <laughs> I know this is funny, but it's the truth. Have you been sleeping? Have you noticed in church when somebody is sleeping near you? Do you know what happens? Do you think sleep is effective? <laughs> I think yawning is the <laughs> exactly, exactly. And we've tried it in our house. I thought it was it wouldn't work. Somebody was yawning. I don't know who was yawning that day. It was better. And who yawned next to her? I think it was Abigail. Yes. So better started yawning. The next thing Abigail started. I was surprised that yawning can be effective. So if you are in a group of people and you are meant to be praying, and you notice one is yawning, should I give you an advice and a counsel? Just withdraw. <laughs> or else very soon you too will start yawning. You too will start yawning. You know, so you see Jesus there. Jesus invited people to pray along with him. But even within those people, he still withdrew from them so that he can he can face God. Because if he stayed with them and they started sleeping, it would be a distraction for him. He will be having to wake them up all the time. Ah, wake up and pray now. Will he be able to pray when he's always spending time waking them up to pray? So, it's something to take note of there. That Jesus, even within the people he was praying with, he withdrew himself from them. Just a, a short distance. And we were reading last week another um, um, account. The Bible said he fell on his face. You know, that type of posture signifies to me a man jesus needed the help of god he fell on his face total submission you know prayer is it also shows the state of our hearts humility we are humble before god i don't know if you've seen some people when they pray they put their hand in their pocket and they say god I know you hear me every time. And their hand is in their pocket. They are shrugging their shoulders. <laughs> Do you remember that 
that story of the man, the Pharisee who went to pray, and the tax collector who went to pray. Do you see the attitude of the Pharisee? God, I just thank you. And he was beating his chest. He said, mm -hmm. You know, God, you know, we have arrived. We have arrived. Nobody pays tight more than us. God, you know, we are not like these people, these jokers here. Always committing sin. I pay tight on my money. I pay tight on my on my vegetables in my garden. In fact, the the, the, the air I breathe. Maybe I even pay tight on it as well. <laughs> you know, pride. That's not prayer. And the Bible said the sinner went home justified because he was humble. He, 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 the Bible said he beat his chest in humility. He could not even lift his head up. So it's good for us to have a, an attitude of humility in the place of prayer. No matter our achievements, no matter our victories, we should remember that it's the Lord Almighty we have come before. We are not before human beings. We are before God. And because we are before God, we don't have an option but to be humble. And I'm trusting that God will help us. So, let's see another um, attitude of prayer. So, we notice there, he withdrew from the people, from the disciples. And look at, I just thought we should highlight this point. Look at what Jesus said, and we mentioned it last week. The Bible said, he prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. If it is your will. And you see that you settle things. We settle things with God in the place of prayer. Our heart aches and heart troubles. We settle it in the place of prayer. We don't just talk and talk and talk and talk about it. You actually go before God and say, Lord, this is the state of my heart. And we can be open before Him. There's no problem going to God in the place of prayer and saying, God, help me. I don't believe this, but I need your help. I don't believe what the Bible has said here, but please. I need to believe, help me. There's nothing wrong coming before God in the place of prayer and being open. There's no problem with it. It's because we are before God. Now, do you see what happened in verse 43? Can somebody read verse 43 for us? Somebody read verse 43 for us. Um okay, let me go to the Salido family. You're welcome. Can somebody in the Salido family read verse 43 for us? Thank you very much.
Yes, Salido family. <coughs> verse 43. Um, sorry, Luke chapter 22, verse 43. And an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. Okay. An angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. So, there is something special going on there. Does it not teach us that when we pray, we receive strength from heaven? Does that not comfort you and me? That when we pray, heaven helps us. We saw here, for Jesus, he received strength from heaven. I don't know if you remember, there's another portion in scriptures. When Jesus finished fasting, eh? when he finished his fasting and prayer, do you notice the Bible said he was strengthened? He was strengthened. So prayer also brings us strength. Prayer is not meant to keep keep us dejected, down and low. Prayer uplifts us. Prayer strengthens the heart. You can imagine Jesus was praying here. And by the time he finished that session, he was strengthened. And I pray that God will help us. That this will be our lifestyle. We can see a great advantage in prayer that we will receive strength and that is not the strength of man strength from heaven come and join pastor george's bible study at 8 p.m 